Hey family, how are you? I pray all is well in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob in you. That's right. He is our God and what a mighty God we serve. Family, how are you doing? How's the new year treating you so far? I pray it's well. I pray that God is just moving mightily in your life and the life of your family. So we're back at the devotional and the, these past two devotionals has been amazing. Um, the one we talked about yesterday was the entitlement attitude, which I wanted to just really go, you know, really talk about today in depth of how we look at God. Today, we were talking about the racist attitude and the morning devotional was awesome. And we'll see how the evening go. And I believe that the spirit of the Lord will move just as mightily as he did this morning. But the entitlement attitude has just really been on my heart because 2022, we we really have to shift our perspective and focus on contentment rather than entitlement. And we know what entitlement feels like when people feel entitled to our time, to our energy, to our money, to, you know, access to us. So many people feel entitled. And at the end of the day, we owe nobody nothing. I don't owe you. You don't owe me. And we really have to learn how to look at each other with pure eyes and not look at each other as a, you know, a way like you owe me something. I, I, I did this and I did that. And, you know, you know, whether it's spouse, whether it's children looking at parents or parents looking at children or employee looking at employer x y and z the list goes on and on and on and we, we really have to sit with ourselves and look at the man and woman in the mirror and do some serious inventory on our heart and how we view people and how we view god we could talk all day about entitled people narcissistic manipulating people wanting their way when they want it how they want it but my heart is just really stirred in how the body of Christ have this entitlement attitude towards God. God doesn't owe us anything. He gave his only begotten son who shed his blood on the cross that we can have access to the father, that we can come boldly to the throne room of grace, petitioning and asking for our needs to be met. But that's not enough for many of us. We want the stars and the moon and the sky. We want God to do what we want him to do when we want him to do it. Why? Because we're Christian. Why? Because we gave a few dollars and tithes and offering. Why? Because we went to a few church services. That's what we're supposed to do as believers, as Christians. That's our reasonable service as it is written. But many of us take the things we do for God and take our resources and finances, which if it hadn't been from his grace, we wouldn't have the strength to get up and go to work to get the money. But somehow when we sow in our tithes and offering, we somehow feel obligated to the blessings of God. Can we be honest and say that we don't expect anything from God? I, I couldn't tell you that. I have a lot of expectations from God. I'm believing God to do a lot of things in my life, but I'm not entitled to it. It's by his grace we are saved and it's by the grace of God that we have everything that we have. Even the very lungs in my breath to do this podcast is by the grace of God. There's many of our loved ones and friends who didn't make it to 2022, who don't have 
breath in their body anymore to talk, to complain, to murmur. And here we are. Many of us may still be complaining about how 2021 was or how 2020 was, even though God has given us a brand new year full of opportunity, blessings. But we're so focused on what we want and what we didn't get that we can't rejoice and thank God for what is. I don't want you to go through 2022 missing out on the presence of God in the present. I did a podcast, Present in His Presence, and I want to go back there just a little bit because that's what we need to be present in our thinking and our emotions and how we see things, being present, getting out of the past, run away from the future. We don't know what's there. Why are we trying to get there so fast? If we could just bask in this present moment right now, if we could just be content with this present moment, you may not have all you want, you may not have all you need, but I'm sure I'm a hundred percent sure that you can muzzle up something to be grateful for. Contentment over entitlement. To be grateful for the mighty hand of God who has done so many things that we do not deserve. Whose grace has been truly sufficient each and every day whose goodness and mercy met us and continuously meet us hey you're listening to this podcast by the grace of God you can hear there's people who can't hear you know that right this is what I'm saying it seems these are these are things that are not tangible these are things that mean so much that we don't we don't appreciate and we take for granted until we can't hear or to we can't see or to we don't have all the activity of our limbs. Then and only then will we acknowledge, oh, my God, I should have been more grateful. And some of us would still complain. Why? Why are you letting this happen to me? Well, all of the things that I've been through, me, 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 I, 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 entitlement entitlement it's not about us and I don't want you guys to go through 2022 focusing on you I want you to go into 2022 focusing on God focusing on the kingdom focusing on what you could do to make the kingdom greater because you are a part of God's plan you are important You are vital to what God is doing in the earth. Do you know that? Do you know that you are vital to what God is doing? He don't want to do it without you. But your lack of obedience will cause him to have to go to a different servant that would be humble enough to obey. But God would love to use you. But many of us feel entitled And we call ourselves getting God back by not serving, worshiping, giving, loving, and doing what it is that he asked because he didn't move on our timetable. 
He didn't answer the prayer. He didn't heal our loved one. He didn't give us the job. We didn't get the girl. We didn't get the man. It's so many things. We look at God and we have the audacity to get angry. And the body of Christ is, you know, walking away. Walking away from their calling, walking away from the God who saved them and delivered them from the snares and the traps of the enemy. But because you didn't do what I expected you to do, I am entitled. I am a Christian. What? Who are we to dare to dare go before God and think that he owes us something? We could pray every prayer. We could sow every dime we have made. We can attend church service 24-7. We can eat and breathe the Bible all day. And still, that is not enough for the shedding of Christ's blood. Did you shed blood for all humanity? I know I didn't. And I don't want to. But God... And his unconditional love for us gave his only begotten son that we can come to a throne, a holy throne, unholy, broken, damaged, filthy, perverse, and yet instill, petition and supplicate. God doesn't owe us anything. And this entitlement devotional really got me stirred. It made me think about all of the times in my beginning journeys, my beginning walks with the Lord that I really believed because I was a Christian and I was doing things right and I was going to church and I was sowing my tithes and offerings and I was walking in obedience that somehow God was supposed to do everything that I asked him to when I asked him to do it. And oh, how disappointed I was, family. Oh, how disappointed I was when the prayers went unanswered And the things didn't go the way that I anticipated. God truly had to create in me a clean heart and the right spirit. To recognize that he is not some genie in the bottle. But he is my God. And I am his daughter. I am his beloved. That we're in this relationship. And when we're in a relationship, we do for each other. And as much as I do for God or think that I do for God, it is not in comparison to what he does for us on a daily basis. He's behind the scenes, shifting and moving and aligning things to work out for our good. Just because we don't see it doesn't change the fact that it's being done. When was the last time you thought about that? All the things that God is doing that you can't see. When was the last time you thanked him for that? When was the last time you rejoiced for that? To be content with what you have before your eyes when so many have so so less. They have much less than what you have. You may look at yourself and feel like you don't have enough or you don't have what someone else have. But there's always, always someone else doing a lot worse I found in my journey with God that as I be content and grateful 
as it is written, enter into my gates with thanksgiving and my courts with praise. It's something about being grateful for what you have. It's something about being content with what you have that you really see the hand of God move. I seen God do things that I just I'm in awe to. But it also I was in a state of contentment. I was humbled. I didn't anticipate. I didn't have any expectations. I didn't feel entitled and I didn't feel that God was obligated to do what even I prayed for with tears rolling down my face. If he did it, amen. But if he didn't, amen. To get to a place that I made up in my mind that even if God don't do, that I will continuously be a vessel for the kingdom of God. Have you made up your mind like that, family? That if God doesn't answer your prayer, if you don't get the money, if you don't get the job, if you don't get the house, if you don't get the spouse, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't. If he don't do what you want him to do pertaining to your family, if things doesn't change, if things doesn't shift, if things doesn't align. Have you made up your mind to say, I will still serve you? Have you? Or do you feel entitled? And you feel like God should do it. There's something to think about. As we journey into this new season. That's something to ask yourself about. And be honest with yourself about. Be honest with God about. God can take our honesty. God can take our honesty. Could you really look yourself in the mirror and say. That I will continuously. With all of my heart. With all of my might. With all of my love. With all of my energy my resources, my finances, and whatever it is that I have in my possession that is, I can give it all to God, even if he doesn't do another thing. I had to get to that place. Tears rolling down my face. When one of my prayers went unanswered, I was challenged with that very question. Will I serve him even if he doesn't do what I asked of him? Could I appreciate? Could I reverence? Could I exalt him for who he is and not for what he could do for me? To glorify him for what he has done and not run away and string back for what I think he's not doing. That's something we must challenge ourselves with and ask ourselves in this season. As the enemy comes in like a flood, as the enemy torment us with our reality and our current circumstances, as the storms and tornadoes beat against our life, as the pain hurts in our body, as the rejection, as the abandonment, as we go through all of the things that many go through in life. Could I still serve God? with all of my heart in spite of it all? Or do you feel entitled to the presence of God, to the hand of God, to the healing powers of his virtue? Do you feel entitled to it? And that if he don't, you have a right to walk away. 
You have a right to be unfaithful to the decision that you made when you gave him your life. That you have the right to take back your words when you say, have your way. Because that's what you said. You told God he can have his way. Do you know what you are really saying when you tell God to have his way? What if his way is you not getting your prayers answered? What is his way is there is no healing? What if his way is you don't get the girl or the job, the promotion? What if that is his way? Because his way is better. His plan is grander, greater. And he knows. He knows the beginning from the end. And he knows what it takes for us to be the best version of ourselves. He knows what's going to get us into looking like Christ Jesus. He knows the amount of pressure that needs to be applied to our life that we can burst out with the anointing that breaketh the yoke. He knows we don't. So when we say, God, have your way, we have no idea what comes with that. But can you accept what comes with your yes? Can you accept what comes when you say, Lord, have your way without feeling entitled to God doing what you want him to do? I just wanted to come on and challenge you and ask you this question for you to really think about it. Sit with yourself, sit with the Holy Spirit and ask yourself. Am I entitled? Do I think God owe me something? And when it's all said and done, could I continuously serve God with all of my heart if he don't do another thing for me? And I believe by faith that when you get that answer, and that answer is yes, that I'm going to serve God. Yes, I am going to worship and honor him. With tears rolling down my face, no money in my account, people walking away, rejection here, abandonment there, sickness here, turmoil, chaos everywhere. Yet will I trust him? Yet will I worship him? Yet will I lift up the name of Jesus? Yet will I worship and honor and exalt his holy name? Yet, yet, yet. See, Job's wife told him. Why, why, why don't you just curse this, this God you love and die? She sentenced her husband to death. She felt obligated. She felt like God had an obligation. She felt entitled. But Job didn't. Job said, the Lord giveth, the Lord take it away. Mm. We're going to pause on that one. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. There's a lot of people who is like Job's wife. Who want to curse God and just die. Who don't see his plan that is greater. Who don't have wisdom, who don't have insight on the heart of God, who don't understand the mind of God, who don't understand the love of God that they are willing to give up because the things that are on the outside of them 
is dictating the very word, the very promise that they told God that they would worship him, they will honor him, that he can have their life. But when it hit the fan and things don't go the way we expected and we are left with confusion and doubt, they curse God and walk away. They shrink back, they give up, they throw in the towel. I pray that the Holy Spirit is moving in the midst that as you hear this, however your heart has been towards how life has been, that you allow the Holy Spirit to create in you a clean heart, that you begin to look at God for who he is and not what he could do, that you truly build on a true relationship with him and not based upon the blessings, the overflow, but that he's just merciful and kind, loving, a friend, a father. Do you meditate on the characteristics of God, his heart, or do you just meditate on the blessing, the power, the authority, What about his friendship? His love? His patience? Like if we was to really sit and think about those things. Like we would just melt. We would just melt like ice cream on a hot day. The goodness of God is just so beautiful. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, my soul cries. Hallelujah. And I have no right to feel entitled. I have no right to feel like God is obligated to do any more than he has already done for me and my family. That what he has done is enough. It is enough. And I'm grateful. Are you grateful today, family? Are you grateful today? I pray that you are. And if you're not, and if you had expectations, and if you felt entitled, be honest with God. Be honest. He can take your honesty and then repent. Because I know as you're hearing me, the Holy Spirit is tugging on your heart and opening your eyes to the reality that you deserve nothing. You deserve nothing. Even on our best day, we are as filthy rags. And even Jesus himself said, nobody is good but God. So who are we? Jesus said, he's not even good. Why do you call me good? Says the Lord. Only God is good. So who are we to think that we are entitled when we are filthy? And if it hadn't been for the saving grace of God, we wouldn't be here today.
So I pray you allow the Holy Spirit to tug on you, to love on you, to minister to you and call you to repentance that you can truly see God with fresh eyes in 2022, that you can truly build on a strong, solidified relationship with Christ Jesus and that you can serve from a heart of love and not a heart of entitlement. Mm. I'm going to say that again. That you can serve God from a heart of love and not one of entitlement. That I'm doing this because if I serve you, you will bless me. If I if I serve you, you will give me the money. If I serve you, if I serve you, why are you serving God? Ask yourself this question. Because if it's only for the blessings, you you might as, you might as well stop. But if you are serving God because he is good and because you love him and because you adore him and because you just want everyone that you come in contact with to know a man that told you all you have ever done without judgment, who never turned you away, who will always wipe away your tears and bottle them up in heaven, who stretched forth his mighty hand to turn things around for your good. Because he is good. That's a real reason to serve. That's a real reason to worship. That's a real reason to go to the sanctuary and greet new members as they come in. Because you want them to know a man named Jesus. That's a real reason to serve the kingdom. Because everyone else's eyes is going to be open to the reality of his goodness and his love not what he can do for them but what he has already done there's so many people who are ignorant to what has been already done for them that they don't know the power and the blood that they don't know that Jesus has become a bridge for us. His blood has became a bridge so that we can have access to the holies of holy. These, these things have been done already. We can rejoice on what has been done, but many will, are complaining and murmuring until they see something new. Until they see something new. The riches in wisdom, the riches that comes with understanding, the riches of peace and joy. These things are tangible. These things are here. These things are now. These things we already have possession of, but yet we are not grateful for. We're not grateful for these things. We want more. I'm entitled to more. Until we are content with the goodness of God, until we are content with what has already been done, until we are content, we will never see God right. We will never operate in what God is calling us to do in this season. We will never win the souls. We will never draw them in with a heart of cold. Our heart is so cold because we feel entitled and we cannot live like this any longer. So let the Holy Spirit 
love on you today. Repent. Repent for your entitlement. Repent for your entitlement. I don't care what you have done for the kingdom. I don't care what you have done, how long you have labored, how many years you have labored, how many tears you have cried, how much money you have given, how, how. I don't care what you have done. It is never in comparison to what has been done on the cross for you and I. We cannot count it. We cannot compare it. So please repent. Repent. It's okay. God is not angry with you. God is not mad. He understands. He understands. He knows that we have expectations. He knows. But he's also looking for us to love him for him. Seek me while I may be found. Come learn of me. Come learn of me, says the Lord. When he says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It's not for me to just keep giving you and giving you. Come learn me. Come get to know me. Come get to know my heart. It's not about you all the time. What about me, says the Lord? What about me, says the Lord? Get to know me. Get to know my heart. Get to know my thoughts. And then you will see right. Then you will understand. Lean not to your own understanding. Put your trust in me. Family. God is so good. And I'm seeing so many of the body of Christ. Angry. Upset. All because they feel entitled to the little bit that they do. And if we could be honest, we're not that faithful. We don't do as much as we should. We're not 100% obedient all the time. We get it wrong. We miss the mark. We all fall short to the glory of God. But yet, in our own selfishness, We feel entitled to the little we do. And we need to repent. And we need to get right with Christ Jesus and build a solidified relationship that he can do what he needs to do in this hour. That the eyes of our brothers and sisters can truly see God right. Because as long as we're complaining and murmuring with our arms crossed and our lip poked out because we didn't get what we expect God to get. Who wants to come and know your God? Who wants to come to your church? Who wants to come with you looking like a sour puss? With your lip poked out? You angry and frustrated? That's not a way to draw people in. But when you rejoice, And you are thankful for the goodness of God. And you are content even when things don't go the way that you want them to go. I love that Apostle Paul said he he learned to be a base. He learned to be bound. He learned to be hungry. He learned to be full. But in everything, everything, he gave glory to God. No matter the situation, no matter the season, If he was having a good day, a bad day, a good month, a bad month, 
a horrible year or an amazing year, he gave God the glory. And family, we must do that too. Not walking away, not drawing back, not washing our hands, not throwing in the towel of ministry, but clinging to the vine because that vine is so good and constantly give us what we need to survive, what we need to be strong, what we need to keep moving forward. God is forever faithful, never leaving, never forsaking. And I pray that in 2022, you make up your mind to identify yourself with the one who never leaves. And you tell yourself, I am not walking away from God. Whether he bless me or whether there's tears rolling down my face due to disappointment, I am not walking away from the God who saved me. Family, I love you. May God bless you and keep you. Until I talk to you again, be blessed.